I was running over to Sprouts to go to the grocery store, and I and I'm sure you've done this too. Where I was like, oh my god, the VFW is having a sale, oh god, yeah. and I literally I was like, screw Sprouts, I know. <laughs> like I'm going to the VFW uh, sale. Welcome to Vintage Picking with Bad Madge. I'm your host, Tanya McIneer of Bad Madge and Company in South Park, San Diego. And today on our podcast, we are welcoming Brian Musial. Hi, Brian. Hello, Tanya. How are you doing? I'm great. Welcome, Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, our uh, listeners can't see us. Maybe someday we'll get to that level. So before we get into having Brian on the show, I want to do a little what we call our house cleaning, news, happenings, updates for the store. Uh, Bad Madge has been in South Park for 12 years, and we're excited about our annual Labor Day weekend sale. Woo! So, yeah, we get together with our neighbors in South Park, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, so four days, we have the annual Labor Day sidewalk sale. It's a great way to unload some of our inventory that maybe needs to move to a new home. And then also our neighbors in the na- uh, neighborhood also participate. So like Plants Por Favor, Thread and Seed, Gold Leaf, um, a bunch of the shops in South Park will also have stuff out on the sidewalk. So if you're in San Diego and you're going to be around, come down to our Labor Day sale. Uh, we'll hopefully see you in the shop. Awesome. And then on September 16th is our fall walkabout in South Park. We do our walkabout from 5 to 9. And Coco is saying hello to everybody. Coco is my dog and she wants to play with us. So that's a fun event for family, friends. Everybody can walk about in the neighborhood, come and have a drink at the station, enjoy our fabulous neighborhood. You can bring your dogs too. Coco, you're not invited. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's get into our um, guest. Our, our guest this month is Brian Musial. Hello. Uh, of Oats General. Where did the name come from, Brian? So Oats General started when, like probably several years ago, when I first started selling vintage uh, on Etsy. And I needed a name for the shop. And I was watching a bunch of movies by the actor Warren Oates. Warren Oates? Um, I don't even know who that is. He was like, uh, I don't know, you've seen a bunch of his movies. But he's just kind of a character actor, really crazy face. Yeah, there was one called Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. And... Uh, that it's one pretty I was, obscure. It's great though. Okay. It's really good. I kind of used not his likeness, but I just was I just liked his style okay. and then general, just like the idea of Dollar General or okay. like a general store. So Makes sense. has nothing to do with military or Oates is not my last name. It's just I thought it sounded good. I was gonna name the actor's name is Warren Oates, and I was like, should it be called War and Oates? But that's like a dumb name. So anyway, just Oats. Good word. It's just a good it. word. Yeah. yeah, it just came up. With and it, it. kind of stuck. Now it sounds kind of good. Yeah, it so, does. Yeah, and, I mean, it, and it's what people know yeah, you by. Yeah. How so, long have you had your vintage picking? Uh, I don't business? remember. I, I mean, I've been picking forever, but uh, I just started selling on Etsy maybe like I don't even know seven or eight years ago, probably. Okay. And just a little bit, and then at this time I was uh, working at Dark Horse making donuts. Um, <laughs> I remember you made. I did that for a couple of years, then. I finally was like, I can't, I can't anymore. And then I started, that's when sales started picking up for me. And then I started doing markets and yeah, so. So it sort of kind of morphed from a hobby to something that you were making money out of to now it's your full-time thing. It's your full-time gig. Yeah, correct. And you're a San Diego native? San Diego native. I was born in Pacific Beach. 1974. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've been. I've, I, but I was gone. I went to. I went to school up in Santa Cruz, okay. 
Okay. And then from there, I moved to San Francisco. So I was gone for maybe like roughly 18 years. Okay. And I came back here about 13 years ago in 2010. Okay. And so your, your mom is still here. My mom's still around here. She lives a mile away from me in PB. Okay. So, yeah. See her a bunch. You take good care of your mom. Try to. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian has worked at Bad Match as one of our merchandisers. Yep. And, you know, kind of learned some of the ropes from Terrence, who's been on our show. Okay. So, um, you've, I'm sure learning from Terry has been good, good for your own display. Yeah, so good. And largely, like, I mean, you see how, if anyone is listening to this and they go to Tanya's store, it's pretty well laid out and you kind of see different sections and everything sort of makes sense. And, you know, I, I think I'm like anyone who deals vintage, you're really good at buying and finding, but then it's really hard to sell it or display it and make it look good so that somebody who doesn't necessarily need to buy something would be like, oh, I see it now and that's now I want to buy it. So merchandising I think is really key and I learned a ton from Terrence and uh, even working at your shop and then working at the store in La Jolla as well. I feel like I've been getting better at it. I'm still not an expert, but uh, I feel like I'm getting pretty good. And so tell our listeners you have... Two spaces are still at uh, Kurt Street? I have two spaces at Consignment Classics behind the sports arena. Um, And uh, I have my original one that I got probably like five years ago now, maybe four. Okay, at Kurt Street. At Kurt's. And then uh, then I moved into, I needed, I wanted to expand. And so that's when I split space with my buddy Bradley. Okay. And so now I'm splitting that space with him. And then also he's the new shop owner or the new owner of um, Gerard Avenue Marketplace in La Jolla. And so... I sell from there as well. Um, so you have, a, you have two booths at Kurtz. I have two at Kurtz. I have one at Gerard. One at Gerard. Uh-huh. And then I have a um, display case at my friend's store called Pack Rat Records in, um, I don't even know what that's called, Elko. City Heights or yes, something like, like that. Boulevard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's a really funky store. It's, it's, it's the kind of store that I dream, like, was my favorite store to ever go to, where it's a, it's like a kind of, excuse my French, it's like a shitty surf shop. <laughs> Also it, a skate shop. It's super like, cool. Though. Really good clothes, like records. The owner is just a, a trippy guy and really sweetheart. It's the kind of store that I remember. Like in Pacific Beach, there was a few stores that were. There was one store that, like a thrift store, that was a vintage store called Junk or Junkque. Yeah, J U N Q U E, like, yeah, like antique that. but yeah. Junkque. So we always called it Junk or Junkque, yeah. and uh, we would go buy records there in you know junior high and stuff like that and. But then there's just a bunch of like, you know, the old surf shops from when I was a kid that I started going to and hanging out in and you start meeting kind of trippy surfers and you just kind of meet people mm-hmm. that are marching to their own beat. And yeah, I've always dug that in a store. So and anyway, so I'm you, not you're too, a friend so. with him, yes. friends with him. So yeah. he invited you to bring some stuff in. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're, it's to, because I know you, you're, you kind of, when you go out and find things, you're looking for things that fit all these different kind of customers because there's different customers at all three of these spaces absolutely yeah yeah yeah. and that's kind of a fun way for you to find things for a range of customers yeah and it's a good way just because you know like i'll i'll find something really really high-end and nice and i'm like oh that would be great for a gerard customer but then i'll also find like some funny old perverted thing from the 70s Mm -hmm. that i love and i love finding those things but it's not for every store, and so then I, I can put that at Kurtz, or I can put that at Packrat, and like still buy and sell things that I love that aren't necessarily of a certain market. It, you know, I can spread it around in other places. So yeah, yeah, and yeah. and make money and make a living off this thing that you've turned into right. a full time gig. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. 
We did jump over our fun facts. I just realized I had a, a, a bad host moment, but we just jumped into our interview with with Brian. So I am going to do our fun facts. Okay. And we'll go back to talking. No idea what you're talking about. So our fun facts uh, for vintage fanatics. Okay. So this is our little monthly game. I was thinking about, you know, what I know about you and what you've kind of primarily focused on is the 70s. Yes. That's, that's kind yeah. of your gig. Yeah. You like the 70s. You've been picking things that come primarily from <clears throat> the 70s. I mean, you incorporate 60s too, but yeah. or other eras, but that's your kind of your gig, right? I, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, God. You ready, Brian? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what iconic computer company started in the 70s? Uh, I'll go IBM. Oh. Or Apple? Uh, yes. Apple? Yeah, there you whatever. go. Second guess. Ding, right. ding, 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 ding. IBM's earlier than that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Apple started right. in 1976. Okay. The first computer, the Apple One. Yeah. Do you have, do you want to make a guess of how much it sold for? Oh, God. This is based on no, my research. Probably, I mean, shoot. Probably like five grand or something like that. You know what I found on the on on Google? Yeah. Okay, was it sold for six hundred and sixty six dollars and sixty six cents? Oh God, I'm way off. Why would he do all those sixes? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess they sold um, fifty to a local computer store when okay. it first came out, and I guess they did a total of two hundred. They sold two hundred in, in in total. Okay. And I was I guess just, that's I guess that's interesting because I yeah. feel like that when I was aware of Apple just in grade school with floppy disks yeah. and playing weird games and stuff like that and I guess that would have been in the 80s which means that yeah. maybe those were super expensive yeah. and the ones yeah, the first ones, ones were cheaper yeah they 666 had to get it so, out into okay, the market okay but also like when you think about inflation that was a lot of money sure you yeah, know yeah over yeah. 600 dollars was a lot of money yeah so people, they're highly people cool. that were just used to typewriters yeah you know, or whatever, exactly so. i love yeah. that when a kid uh, i have a typewriter in the store right now and i had a little kid say to his his dad look daddy an old computer mm. and that just always makes me you know happy when when a kid discovers a typewriter for yeah. the first time yeah and then uh, i was looking at like what the the apple one sold at auction, do you want to guess what the the highest bid was? Ooh, Apple One at auction. I don't know. Let's, let's just say fifty grand. Okay, well you're way off. Oh God! It sold for over nine hundred thousand dollars. Oh God! So we need to be looking for Apple Ones now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So those are highly how much? Like, yeah, over nine hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> at least that's what I found online. All but right. yeah. Um, so they're highly collectible. I okay. mean, they only made two hundred. So if you find one, or if maybe you have one in your in your basement or in your closet, you know, pull that out. It could be worth some money. I'm definitely gonna look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye out for those. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to your journey into vintage. Yeah. You know, you're you've had you have been in Southern California. You tend to focus on kind of some surfy type of vibe. So tell our listeners kind of like the things that you like to pick that you really that people could find in your booth. Yeah. I mean, I. I grew up in, you know, 70s and 80s, and kind of when I started thrifting was, like, when it was, whatever it was, like, you're listening to punk rock, right? Okay. And in the late, what is it, 80s, 90s or something like that, yeah, I just remember going to try to find, like, old gas station shirts, okay. you know, like, things that, things that you know, baggy pant, baggy jeans, that kind of thing, like, sk- like, early kind of skater clothes, and so I feel like I was going to thrift stores at the time to start... For yourself. Yeah, for myself to just okay. start finding clothes. And then every once in a while you'd find like a weird skateboard or a surfboard that somebody ditched. Then, yeah, and then even just like because we were listening to punk rock records, we were also buying like whatever 
records we could find at thrift stores. And so I feel like we're kind of digging around. So I feel like my roots are thrift stores and trying to find like weird clothes, weird records, weird music, weird surfboards, anything like that. (laughs) And so, and to be honest, that's still kind of what I look for. I don't really look for clothes anymore, but, uh, I still try to find things that are like a little bit weird and just stuff that you've never seen before. So I feel like what I dig for most of the part, most of the time is stuff that I relate to from my childhood in the seventies, eighties, but then also stuff that probably reminds me of like the beach area where I grew up, the types of, you know, weird counterculture I was into at that time. And then, uh, yeah, stuff that has like a little bit of a sense of humor or stuff that, I don't know, makes you smile a little bit, you know? Yeah, you definitely have a sense of humor. Yeah, like there's certain things that I just don't, like I don't, I'll buy and resell it, but I don't really get turned on by mid-century furniture that much. Like I don't, it's not really my thing. And like it's, there's so many people that are ravenous about Mm -hmm. it and I would just kind of rather them fight for that and then I'll just go in the garage and find the weird like bench that the homeowner made like, you know, like just something weird and kind of a little bit funky and unique. So I think it has a little more character. Yeah, that you yeah, find. yeah. For sure. So that's kind of my style. It's like I don't know. I think I think if you go into my spaces at Kurtz and even Gerard to some extent, you can kind of see me in it in uh-huh. a little bit. Oh, for you know? sure, for sure. And I think the other thing too is that uh, I own all of those items. Right? Yeah. Like everything in your store, Tanya, you own. Yeah, I bought. It's inventory. Yeah, it's yeah, inventory, it's money. but it's, yeah. you own it. I do own it. And so it's fun. So if, if the store closed tomorrow, that's all your stuff, right? <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of yeah. what I realized mm-hmm. with my own shops, too, that's is like all of these things are my things, and I better yeah. like them, right? And I, I do for the most part, you yeah. know? So I think like if... I had to close my stores. I'd be like, okay, great. Like, I'm just going to keep all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah, stuff you really I love like. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so, be, being a picker, finding things that you like, it kind of turns you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I, I, I really try to only buy and sell stuff that I really like or that turns me on. So I hope that you can see that in my spaces. But I also so. know something about you. Yeah. Because we've been friends, um, you are incredibly generous. <laughs> and you're also, I know you're laughing, but you are. And yeah. I know that like a lot of times you'll be out, maybe you're picking something and you see something that you know another one of your friends who's a picker, or I know you have a friend who makes like these, uh, oh, yeah. like yeah, Dawn, Dawn by the Bay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, tell people what, what she does. Uh, she's my neighbor. Um, she's down the street. She's another surfer. And I met her a couple of years ago probably. And um, she just takes like worn uh swimming pool towels like stuff that's like kind of got some wear and kind of good patterns and she turns them into uh changing gear for surfers or else to kind of like women's women's ponchos stuff like that yeah so and she's kind of she's into quilts as well and so those are certain things that i always look for and i love the style of them but i'm not going to start selling beach towels so i can you know shovel them off to dawn and then she can turn them into something awesome so yeah you're totally right i do that a lot like with people that see something that I'm like, oh, you know, Tanya collects these things, or, yeah. oh, Terrence likes this, I'll get yeah. this clock for him, you know? So, yeah. And that's that generous nature of yeah. it. Yeah. And also, I think, in the picking world, you know, it's such a small community. Yeah. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. So you don't want to be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, and of course. And I think... And I would hope people would do the same for me. Like, yeah, if they, they see do, something, you know, like, I've I've told people this before, but I'm like, yeah, anytime you see, like, a weird surfboard or anything surf-related in your... In, a garage, like, let me know. Yeah. Like, you know, I can tell you if it's junk or if it's worth something. So, and you uh, do have your own collection of surfboards. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So tell us about your collection. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you too much about it, well, except yeah, it did. It does run probably like around 25 boards at this point. Okay. And I, when my dad passed away, I also inherited his like 10 boards that he had. Wow, so, okay. um, yeah, I have a 
handful. Yeah. But, yeah. That's kind of your collection. It's my collection. Yeah, I collect a bunch of things, but surfboards is one thing that, like, it's sort of similar to kind of other things that I collect, where ultimately, like, the stuff, well, some of the boards are valuable, but a lot of them were kind of worthless. And it's like, if I sold it, I would maybe get, like, 20 or 40 bucks for it, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, well, I'll just keep it, right? And it's so, cool, and it makes yeah, you happy. Yeah, it's cool, and if I ride it once every, like, three years, then fine, right? Yeah. So, And you yeah. still surf. I still surf, yeah. And what else do you collect? Uh, I collect, I started getting into pottery. Uh, my friend Christina, like she's, uh, yeah. she's a good, um, she's good. supporter of pottery in San Diego and she's taught me a lot about certain artists and ceramicists. And so I feel like I've been kind of getting certain things from her. I also have this, you know, terrible collection of just like face pottery. I think you've seen me buy <laughs> these before yeah, where it's like these crappy mugs from the seventies where it's like a face on it and like a little cigar out their mouth or something like that. They're super dumb, but I don't know why. I don't know why I have like a handful of them. But, but they're fun. Yeah, and I've started selling them a little bit, but no one's buying them. And it's like, okay, well, maybe this is just something that I like. I don't know. So it just yeah. has to be the right person. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. I yeah. think that's the thing with our businesses. You know, not everybody's going to like what you do. Yeah, it's just finding that right customer so that they can, you know, connect with you. And then once they know what you're carrying, yeah. they're going to be loyal to you. And I, I think you have a lot of loyal customers. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I mean a lot of I mean a lot of people that think I were customers and then start following me on Instagram or like a, every once in a while I'll meet somebody in like in real life and they'll just be like, oh my god, I follow your Instagram account, I recognize you, and I was like, oh crap, we're like <laughs> really, like shit. <laughs> I kind of don't want that, but it's Why? also like kind of I don't know because I don't tell I I rarely tell anybody when I'm at markets or anywhere like you know people are just like, oh, are you a reseller? And I'm like, no. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't do that because that I don't, in you, I, think. I also just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You got to so, shout from the roof, man. Yeah. That's I'm not, my com- thing. I'm not competitive enough and I'm not like, well, I don't know if it's, I don't know. It's a, I think, it's a weird one. Like, I think in the business that we're in, people love to support small business Yeah, and they want to give their money to you. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I always tell my new employees, I'm just training new, a couple new uh, team members and I was telling them. Don't make it hard for people to give their money to us. Yeah. They want to support us. They yeah. want to support a small business. Yeah. And I know a lot of people really like you and they want to support you. Yeah. Um, so that's a big part yeah. of like what we're doing in yeah. the community yeah. is, is providing something that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Gerard, you tend to work a lot with like designers or because it's in La Jolla and it's, it's, La Jolla, a, it's a little higher. It's end. La Jolla and you know, there's a, a completely different market there than you would see in like Hillcrest or South okay. Park or, you know, any beach area or something like that. La Jolla is just kind of like a different kind of customer. And a lot of it, you know, is, is I think, driven by that area and, like, who actually lives down there or vacations down there or who has the means to. But, uh, yeah, the shop has just really amazing, and like, true antiques. Like, there's things that are over 100 years old in there. Oh, okay. um, and then there's just a lot of, like, different things that I think make sense for designers of that community and, like, beach homes, but not like a... You know, a crappy painting that says "beach" with an arrow on it, like you know those things <laughs> yeah. that drive me crazy. It has a little more yeah. aesthetic value. It's just it's like yeah, like here's like a you know an old piece of driftwood that maybe has been mounted on the wall nicely with a mirror or something mm-hmm. like that, and you're just okay. like, oh look, that's that's a good way to say beach. Instead, has a little more design. Yeah, quality, so yes, yeah, and, and um, yeah, so a lot of designers go in there, and then people from LA will come down, and a lot of Texans, and oh, okay. that shop has a really good shipper that they work with, and so basically. They've someone bought like a I don't even know 19th century 18th century uh, giant French 
cabinet thing, massive, okay. like you know, probably wow. thirteen feet tall, and they shipped that to to, to uh, Texas. So, oh wow! Yeah, I just sold some uh, flat, like a oh, wow. dinnerware set to somebody, and uh, I shipped it to Michigan, I think. So, oh wow! Yeah, so, so they're doing a lot of shipping. Yeah, we don't specifically at the shop, but there's a shipper that... There's a way yeah, for them to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, again, so, don't make it hard for people to give their money totally, to you. Yeah. Totally, totally, yeah. So recently, you went on a road trip. I did. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> so you drove from here to Tennessee? Wrong. Um, so <laughs> I I went last year I and... I love that you said wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's close. Uh, I went last year, and it was the first year that I'd gone, and it was something that my sister, who is no longer with us... Uh, she and I always talked about going to, and we never did it, but there's a sale. It's called the 127 yard sale. And it goes from like Michigan to like Alabama. Like it's something on highway 127. Oh, wow. So it's not 127 miles. It's realistically like a thousand miles, but oh. it's on highway 127. So okay. um, everyone look it up on Instagram, 127 yard sale if you want, but it's a trip. And I went last year, I visited my friend Kim, um, who's her business is vintage kimchi um, she moved out to Tennessee, and so... Mm-hmm. I bought from her. Yeah, right. She's great. She Wonderful. sent me some rad rings. Yeah. 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 She's got a guy. Yeah. So she's been out there for maybe a couple of years now, and I went out last summer, and I flew out there. Oh, okay. And so we went to the yard sale, and we only did maybe like 15 miles of the yard sale, and it was insane. And it oh, was... I need to go. Yeah. To describe it as interesting, because it's like you... You get on the highway, and it's a two-lane road for the most part. You'll be driving, and you'll, you know, you'll be looking out the window, and you'll see a house, and maybe there's like a pile of kids' clothes and kids' furniture, or kids' toys, or something, and you're like, eh, I don't need to stop that one. But then you'll see a, like a handwritten sign that says "barn." Hundred yards, hundred yards this way, oh. and then you're like, okay, like let's turn off and <laughs> go to this barn, like... and then you go to this barn, and it's just like insane of just you know a lot of like. Tennessee stuff, so it's going to be more country, more sure. farm tools, okay. um, stuff that's been out there for, you know, way longer than California history, yeah. right? And right. so a lot of, like, stuff that they're calling primitives now, which okay. are, like, you know, folk-made, folk homemade, like, dining tables or chairs or something like that that are primitive, little stools that are, like, made that for industrial, like, commercial uses, right? right? But now... Now people like them, they just use them for like little shelf decor or okay. else just like, you know, plants stand in the corner. But so anyway, I went to that sale last year and then fast forward to this year, I was like, okay, I'm going to level up. So I flew out there one way Okay. and then I got a rent, I rented a cargo van through budget. Okay. Got a sweet deal on it. Unlimited, unlimited miles. <gasps> um, and then gas is like, you know, $1.50 cheaper in the Midwest. So everything was cheaper out there as far as gas goes. Yeah. So then it kind of opened it up where I could buy furniture. So okay. I bought you know a couple be- like a couple benches. I bought this uh, stereo console. I bought a home bar, like, and I was able to drive it back, you know. So uh-huh. and then fill up the van with a bunch of little stuff as well. So you so. could actually like buy pieces and bring them back. Totally, and yeah. then drive it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an investment. It was, yeah, and I mean it's gonna. I mean, <laughs> you have to uh, look at the. It's numbers. where, yeah, it's like a. I don't even know what you call it. Where it's just a. There's certain there's certain parts where you're like, okay, well this this is gonna be a massive money maker. This business is not anyways, but it's not going to be a big money maker, but it's adventure. It's fun. It's finding cool shit. Yeah. It's doing something weird. Like yeah. it's getting outside of San Diego yeah. and just trying to find different things that you wouldn't find in California. So, and what are, so you got, you, I saw the bar, you posted that on Instagram. Yeah. I got a bar. Okay. Um, and then I bought a, um, this really cool, um, I don't know, media console thing. It's okay. like a, 
it's almost like a bent wire thing, but it has these marble tops, and then there's also oh. these tiny little tables that went with it that were only like four inches tall, but they were like not really tables. So I'm like, what are these for? And the guy's like, oh, those are you would put your stereo speakers on those to raise just them. to raise them off the ground. So now they're off the ground and they're on these like fancy little marble. <laughs> so I, I know, super weird. But I scored that one, and you know, part of I think like what we do this for Tanya too is just meeting I mean for me I like I meeting meeting, meeting strange people right oh for sure so this guy that was selling it and he's like yeah I got this from a house and he's like it's the only time I've ever called the police during a pick and I was like what's, what? what's going on and he was like well like the guy had uh, he's finding kind of just weird things inside the house anyways like you know kind of he's like, like like leg weights that had like a little chain on them you know like oh. with a chain that would you know, perhaps, I don't know. Not Bondage? Perhaps, right? Like but then he said, he's like, I found a bag of ashes. And it was like, okay, well, those ashes could be anything. It could be a dog. It could be, like, Grandma. who knows what. Yeah. But he's like, it was just weird enough that I called the police because I'm like, I just want them to see this, right? Just in <laughs> yeah. case. Oh, my God. I know. So, anyway, that's uh, available at Hoodmod Shop if anyone would like to go <laughs> check out that stereo console. <laughs> so, you're, I saw that you are um, keeping the fort for Hoodmod. Yeah, yeah. For Jorge. Yeah, Jorge's a, nice, Jorge's a good guy, good and he's guy. out of the country, and, um, yeah, just... Uh, so, Hoodmod is in Hillcrest. It's in Hillcrest. So, you brought a few of your pieces yeah, there. Yeah, okay. just a few pieces there, and I'm just babysitting the store, and I'm kind of like, let's just sell guy. and okay. meet some new people, and... Yeah. be there for a little bit so yeah. i know for me uh, uh, the the people component is a big reason why i do what i mm-hmm. do because everybody's like oh, why don't you sell online well you don't meet people online yeah you know what i mean yeah. you do but not i'm a face-to-face mm-hmm. i love people i love chatting with people telling yeah. fun stories hearing fun stories yeah. Yeah. and i think that's a lot of why you do it too totally yeah i mean there's so much of the social angle of it and um you know when i moved back down here in 2010 i only had like a handful of friends down here I was just staying home a lot, right? Yeah. And then um, once I started kind of dealing with vintage, which, you know, that was after I was making donuts, I'd made, I'd made a handful of friends. But the thing about doing vintage is that it gets you out. Mm-hmm. You have to you talk to people by who you're buying from. And then when you start doing, like, markets or selling in stores, then you start talking to customers. And it's social, right? It's and very that's, social. Um, and that, for, at the time, for me, was lacking, where I wasn't doing a lot. I was kind of being, like sat at home so uh yeah so it was good it was a good change for me career-wise and personally and everything so yeah yeah Yeah. and you know i was reading this morning about the the isolation and the depression that has risen so much in the u.s Mm -hmm. you know with covid and and just in general you know i think the business that we're in it helps us be social you know i i'm I'm always talking to people, so that yeah. gives me that social interaction. Yeah, right. And you do make great friends. I've yeah. made some amazing friends yeah. from the vintage world. Absolutely, yeah. And some I, of my best friends down here are all because of that. And because of vintage. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. So, um, is there anything else you kind of want to share with our, our, our... So, how would people find you? They'd find you at Kurt's. They'd find you at Gerard. Tell us about your Instagram. You're selling on your Instagram, I do right? sell on my Instagram. It's just the same as my business name, Oats General, which is O-A-T-E-S, um, like Hall and Oats. Um, or Warren Oates, okay. um, general. <laughs> I'm on there. So if somebody uh, sees something on Instagram, you can ship it. Sure. Yeah, I can ship it. Or if it's in California I would, or Arizona, even I would be. I could be talking to driving it. <laughs> depending um, on what it is. Yeah, probably. depending yeah. on what it is. And you've you know? done that. You've oh my god. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah, I just drove some junk up for my friend in Sacramento, and okay. um, which is cool because then I can do a little loop and go to see my friends up in Sebastopol who have some amazing vintage stores up there, and then San Francisco. 
which is one of my favorite flea markets is in San Francisco proper. And then... Are you still doing flea markets? I know you did Long Beach for a long time. Yeah, we used to... I used to split a space up in Long Beach um, with a friend that sold sold really high-end rings. And we had a really good space, but it was kind of like getting into the summer months where it was just getting... really hot and people kind of stop shopping at like 10 yeah and it just turns into like zombie shoppers and then we're like oh well it's okay let's reconnect in the fall and then i think we just got kind of busy with other things she ended up getting into fred siegel that store somehow so yeah and then i just found yeah i just found other shops locally and i don't really have a good van for it either right now so i've kind of taken a little break from doing it too it's really yeah it's physical it's physical taxing stuff yeah. you know and palm springs is a super fun market too you've but done that a few times done yeah. that a handful of times um it's a really well-run market with great dealers there too yeah, so I've done it too. um i like that one a lot do you have any plans coming up that we can share with no our i don't i was gonna do this there was a this the vintage flea market was kind of resurrected as natalie was putting together uh-huh, i think you uh-huh. met her you yeah. interviewed her once yeah, before yeah. but no i don't have any plans for that i was hoping to do like a little pop-up at hood mod in the next okay. few weeks while uh with all this new stuff, but I ended up just putting it in other stores, and so it's all spread out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's you know obviously you want to turn it as quickly as you can because it's cash flow. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got to pay for the, gotta to pay for this trip. And, you know, yeah. like I was, uh, yeah. So, I mean, um, that's the thing about the vintage world is like you're putting money into something. I know we've had this conversation before. It's like you go out, I, go, I can go out to my you know garage or my operations center, and I have all this inventory, and if it's just sitting there, it's not making me any money. No, in fact, so, yeah, it's just kept, it's costing more money by leaving it there. That's, exactly, that's the curse of people that get storage spaces. It's like, yeah, it's cool. You know, you now you have a ten by ten, you can fill it with good stuff. But you know, if you don't access that stuff or sell that stuff, then yeah. suddenly like a sofa in there, you've spent like you know eight thousand dollars on right like yeah it's not worth eight thousand dollars no no <laughs> so yeah so yeah it's uh i mean the, the garage fun part is, is going to get it, yeah you it's know? very lucky that you and i both have garages where uh we can store stuff and then access it but yeah. it's the important thing is to remember to go into the garage and pull stuff out, pull stuff price out. It, yeah. clean it. i think a lot of people forget like okay they see it in this really nice store they see it displayed and they're like okay why is it that price and I want to always remind customers, okay, yeah, we bought it at a price. Yeah. You know, obviously it's much lower mm-hmm. and we have to clean it, maybe do a little research, mm-hmm. you know, depending on like what it is, yeah. find, out, find out how much it's going for, yeah. price it, market it, yeah. get it in the store, display it, keep it clean, package it, ship it. I mean, there's all these things that happen before it actually gets into the customer's hands. Right, right. And that cost... You have to put a dollar value on yeah, that. And yeah. that's really important as a business owner, and I'm sure you're finding that out over time. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to put a dollar value on your time mm-hmm. and make money out of doing this. And it's not the easiest job. That's right. And yeah. you have to really love it. You're yeah. not going to make a million dollars. No. Unless you find, you know, maybe a Picasso behind some, you know, door in, in a, yeah, exactly. a, a state sale. Or if you find a million dollars stashed in the suit pocket that you ended up buying or something like that, like... The you know, Apple, yeah, the Apple. Yeah, right, sure. Next find time the Apple computer, right? Yeah, if you find an Apple computer <laughs> yeah. in, in the next garage yeah. you're in, you'll be you'll know yeah. you better buy that for... I'm, I'm usually good, I don't know if you are, Tanya, but I'm usually good for finding, like, one good jackpot a year. Oh, for sure. Like, where I find oh, one absolutely. thing where it's like, oh, my God, this was $10, and it's worth, like, three grand. Yeah. Oh, Something yeah. like that. For where sure. it's like... So um, can, can you give us an example of, like, uh, something that you've done? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I just, last year, um, I've done two, just two major auction sales through Heritage in Texas, and one of them, they're both uh, ephemera. Um, one was a movie poster, and the other was a rock concert poster. I remember you um, 
the movie poster was great. That was like kind of early on when I started doing it. And it was a Clockwork Orange poster, which fine, no big deal, Clockwork Orange poster. But the one that I found, um, it was seven bucks. Seven dollars. Seven dollars. And I bought it from a friend, Jesse, in San Francisco because he's a poster collector. And he is, you know, one of my dear best friends. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's a super sweet gift, but you should look into this. That's all he said. And so I went online and I was like, okay, movie movie appraisal, movie poster appraisal. And like literally there's movieposterappraisal.com, like some dumb okay. website, right? <laughs> and so I sent a picture to the guy and the guy wrote back in like 30 minutes and he's like, He's like, that's a super rare poster. He's like, you should get it off the floor. Because I remember I took a picture of it on the floor of my house uh-huh. with my dog was sitting next to it. And he's like, maybe get your you know mud away from that thing. And um, oh my god. Anyway, it was all torn up and messed up. But it was a Clockwork Orange poster, and it was a good designer. But it was also, I guess, what happened was that in when it came out in the United States, they made a rated R version of that movie oh. because they were trying to get. Whoa theatrical I guess instead of the rated X rating that it has and so they did a limited rated R but nobody wanted the rated R they wanted the rated X okay. so this is a poster for the very limited basically forgotten rated R version, version. of it oh, and, it's a, and it's a totally different design it's not the guy with the eyeball Okay. Um, it's, oh, a weird, it's a cool drawing anyway it sold for like I don't know like $6,000 or something like oh, that oh wow um, yeah it was crazy I don't, I don't even totally remember but I just remember I got a check and uh, from Heritage, and I was like, oh, my God. And I paid off my credit card, <laughs> and I went to Indonesia. So it's like these two things that I'm like, okay, like, you know. It's, off this one Yeah, poster. these yeah. things are, so, you know, like trips like to, to Indonesia are not yeah. something that you and I can necessarily afford, afford in this business yeah. because, you know, there's not we're not rich. But, you know, shoot, if you get a little landfall, uh, windfall like that, yeah. then you just got to. Go for it, I and guess. it's so, awesome. Yeah. And somebody got that poster and loves That's it, right. and That's enjoys right. it, and it changed hands. And that, yeah. to me, also that, that tangible item. Somebody, you saved it. Your friend mm-hmm. had it. You saved it. You yeah. got it. So we're. It's like this economic engine. I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. You know what we do is very much an economic engine, yeah. and we're saving things from the landfill. Yeah. Yeah. Things aren't getting thrown away. Yeah. Like you're talking about some of the like primitive stuff when you were on your trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. That stuff tells a story yeah you know and has this really amazing energy to it mm-hmm. and the guy the person that made it mm-hmm. put so much love and care into making it and the kid that sat on it every day to have their breakfast or whatever that thing you saved it mm-hmm. and you know when you buy something like that it's not getting thrown into a dump and, yeah and it's it i think more and more young people are realizing that there's so much better quality stuff even if it has character than buying some boxed up flat thing that you have to put together you yeah know, it's a whole yeah. different energy to it yeah yeah and way more character and I, I feel like that's kind of like you know people are kind of picking up on oh, that for more sure. so for you know sure. so you know you go into kurtz or you go into your store and there's a ton of young people yes. shopping around now which is absolutely. great absolutely i've um, seen an influx over yeah. the last few years especially it's yeah i get, uh, get a lot more young customers yeah i mean and i think like what's i think kind of what started that is like the vintage clothing and i don't know mm-hmm. if that was like a I mean, it was my gateway, and maybe yeah, it's it's gateway the, it's, it might sure. be the gateway for this next yeah. crew, too, where it's like you start finding cool shirts or cool dresses yeah. or cool jackets, whatever, and then you're like, oh, wait, look at this cool chair. And then the more you start learning about it, the more you start kind of figuring out what you like and 
Yeah. So. And a little bit more individuality, you yeah. know, as kids, yeah. you know, maybe are moving out or, you know, creating their dorm room or whatever. They want to have something maybe a little more inter- interesting, not like everybody else. Or maybe you get, like, you, you start collecting surfboards. They, yeah. they find something that makes them ha- happy, and then they, they get that little, that little taste, and all of a sudden it's like this, it's, it, it's like a junkie. They yeah, want their next, exactly. next fix. Exactly. I know I do. Like, I love picking, and I actually have to, like control myself i think it was saturday i was on i was you know getting ready to go to work i was running over to sprouts to go to the grocery store and i and i'm sure you've done this too where i was like oh my god the vfw is having a sale oh god, yeah. and i literally i was like screw sprouts I know. <laughs> like i'm going to the vfw uh, sale and you know i'm like okay i give myself i've got 20 minutes yeah. to do this fast and you know just to at least and i got a, a bag full of cool crap yeah well it's not crap it's yeah. cool stuff and okay it's like it takes everything in you to not stop at a thrift at, at a thrift store or at a garage sale or you know wherever you're finding your stuff i mean i love a good flea market yeah that's kind of like yeah. you know my thing yeah um i'm not a big thrifter i don't know do you thrift much i'm not a big i do thrifter. i mean like if i drive by if okay. i drive by one or if i'm you, near one like i'll stop. just and if i have the time i'll be like i'll jump in real quickly and, yeah you know sometimes you luck into something you really know. insane you know and um and then other times you're just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's so, worth a stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think thrifting has become such a thing and it's good because we are saving things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, it does, it definitely like makes you and I have to expand our search to find yes. items as well. So I rely um, a lot on private customers, people reaching out to yeah. me. That's one of my yeah. number one. That's so fortunate that you got that. Yeah. Figured and out, I think you're great. probably getting more of that too, I would imagine. I'm getting that a little bit. Yeah. I'm also just getting people who are like, hey, can you help me sell my couch? And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Depends I mean, on what it yeah, is. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I do have some family friends that are like now like, you know, my parent, you know, my parents age, so like in their seventies, they're like, Oh, Brian, you know, if you want to come over, come, you know, yeah. come through this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I, my thing is just like, well, if you're still enjoying it, like enjoy it. I yeah. You know, right. I don't need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so, okay. We've kind of tell, told everybody where to find you. Yeah. And so we're going to, we said Kurtz, we said Gerard, is it Gerard Marketplace? Gerard Avenue. So it's Gerard just the street Avenue, that it's on, Gerard Marketplace Avenue. In yeah. If you've ever been to Harry's Coffee Shop in La Jolla, which has been there from, like, say, Forever. the 50s or 60s, yeah. it's on the same block, but on the other end of it. Okay, so, so downtown yeah. La Jolla, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And then on your Instagram. So Instagram. Please, please find Brian. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Of course, Tommy. Uh, anytime. And, you know, please uh, follow us. Make sure that <laughs> you, know. that, that you, uh, you know, follow us every month. We release a new episode once a month. What were you going to say, Brian? I was going to say, I've never li- even listened to a podcast in my life or been on one so uh now you have to thank you for crossing this off i didn't know that this is on my list of things to do but here we are so that's awesome um so i had brian musial on our our show today from oast general um this was our sixth episode of vintage picking with bad madge so don't forget to join us every month and follow us so you can pretty much find us on most streaming platforms. Thank you to B- Brian Cantrell, our producer, um, who takes care of us every month. And you can, uh, of course, we would love it if you send us an email. If you have a comment or question, you can send us an email at badmadgepodcast 
at gmail.com. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to uh, hit us up with a comment, maybe on our on our Instagram. And, of course, subscribe. We would love it if you would subscribe. Um, I'm finding more and more people are mentioning the podcast. I had a gentleman come in from the uh, Midwest, and he said that he's listening to the podcast and he wanted to see our show, store. So, no yeah, so more people are discovering us. The more content we have, the more people are going to find us. So thanks again. Um, you know, you following us and liking us really helps other people discover us. Share with your friends. And, again, I'm Tanya McIneer of Bad Madge, and this is Vintage... Picking with bad news. Cool. Have a good day. <laughs>